Well, hello. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed. Uh, Spiritual life coaching is just literally exactly what it says. I would like to coach your life spiritually, and hopefully you will get that from these podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. A little bit about myself. All of my life, I've been involved, heavily involved in spiritual warfare from an early age all the way up to the age I am right now, which is um, a long time. So, um, and actually, it's not that long. I'm just being funny. It's a long time when you actually start out in the way I started out, which was from a lot of demonic attacks. And we have so many negative spirits around us. There's so many things that we fight throughout the day, principalities, which is simply genetics, things that we come into this world with that we have no idea until it's manifested in our lives physically. So a lot of that and a lot that God has turned around for the best in my life. And I want to see the best get turned around in your life. And if it is turned around, congratulations, you can share that with the world. You can continue to listen to stay motivated and, um, and maintain your, your great sense of spirituality. So I'm going to start with part two of time to break free. And this was a message that um, you can really talk about all day, but it's so, so, so important. And it's one of the things that have actually turned my life around because I had to identify these areas in my life. And as a spiritual life coach, I help people identify these areas in their lives as well. Now, you can talk to people and tell them what your problem is all day long. And they can say, hey, this is what you should do about the problem. But what happens when that problem keeps repeating itself over and over and over and over again? One thing I can tell you about being hurt from problems that occur uh, just multiple times Hurt does not have a regard of time. So what happens is you're hurt from the same problem today that you were hurt from yesterday. And then the problem occurs tomorrow, which you don't anticipate, but it does occur tomorrow. And then there's the like a triple hurt there. So you're like, what in the world is going on with my life? What is going on? Well, a couple of things I want to mention. Um, I want you to keep into consideration that there's something the enemy does not ever want you to know how to apply in your life. And that is, according to 1 Corinthians 2nd chapter 16 verse, we have the mind of Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you the first time I read that verse, it took a lot in me to actually feel that. Yes, I read it. At the time, my mind could not comprehend it. And even it talks about if you go into that particular verse and read several verses up from that, it talks about how it's hard for us to even conceive that. But you really have to ask God to open up your mind and your thoughts to understand and then actually spiritually open up your spiritual eyes and ears so that you can understand that because it's only until then that you can go back and start applying these steps to remove what I call bondage in your mind which is bondage just simply means by definition restraining which means you start restraining your own thoughts because of problems and strongholds so what is the definition of a stronghold a stronghold simply is something taking authority in your life technically the enemy taking authority in your life in which he has you believing a lie Okay, you start believing a lie in your life and you become so consumed with this lie because it seems to keep occurring in your life over and over and over again. And you're like, it's never going to change. You start believing that you start saying that and then it continues to happen. So if the enemy can get you to diminish that instinctive voice that's saying, no, that's not true, it will change. It can be different because he's his goal is to diminish 
not only the instinctive voice, but I call that instinctive voice the Holy Spirit. So he doesn't want you to hear that. So once you actually get to the point where you can no longer believe that it's going to be different, then what he does is he goes far ahead of you and he creates a scenario. And remember, already in your mind, you don't believe it's going to be different. And you walk right into the stage of or onto the stage of the scenario playing itself out again and again and again in your life. Now, I can say this because I've been through this in a couple of areas of my life that um, it just seemed like it would never go away. And once again, the, the key word here is seen. So I'll tell you two areas of my life. Um, one of them was actually uh, my career. I just seemed to um, was just at a point where I just wasn't happy in one job. And then I go to the, another job and it just got increasingly worse. And believe it or not, it was situations I could not control. It was nothing. I felt like I was doing my best. I was nice. I was kind. I was doing everything I wanted to do. But in the back of my mind, I was afraid that something was going to get worse. And sure enough, it did. The second area of my life, I will tell you, was um, my marriage. Now, I've been married for about 11 and a half years. Wonderful husband. He's very supportive. But, you know, because we're two different people and we're both imperfect beings, um, you have sometimes a clash of personalities. And with that, you know, if two people were the same, they probably wouldn't be able to stand each other for very long. But there has to be a healthy balance and a healthy difference there. Sometimes it takes a while to even um, adjust to that. So with that clash of personalities, it was, okay, this is never going to change. So of course, in my mind, I'm thinking that, I'm saying it, I'm believing it. And then guess what? It never changed. And I went through this scenario over and over and over and over for years. Now, Here's the key. You got to really want it to change. So I had two spiritual people in my life. Um, They said to me, they actually asked me, they said, regarding your marriage, these are very, very spiritual. So they're hearing from the Holy Spirit. And I knew the Holy Spirit had them asking me that. They said, how badly do you want your marriage? And do you know the stronghold was so captivated there in my mind? There was such abundance there that I had to think about how badly I wanted my marriage. Because deep down in my heart, I did. But my mind kept saying, it's never going to change. So why would you even give into the belief and the hope of it changing? Now, here's the kicker. I'm using marriage and career for two specific reasons. We know that there are three areas in your life that can take your God spot. It can be marriage and relationships. It can be career. It can be material things. And those are two key areas that God really wants to work on in our lives, especially when we're having issues with that. Now, I'm going to take you all the way back to the book of Genesis, okay? In Genesis, one of the first things you see the enemy destroy is the bond between Adam and Eve. So he is out. His first goal is to destroy marriage because that's a covenant between that couple and God. It cannot occur without God. It should not occur without God, right? That's why it's called marriage. So at the end of the day, that's the first thing he wants to destroy. So he's going to come very aggressive with that if we allow it. Okay, let me make sure I say that. Number two is I know that there are a lot of single women out there that really want to get married. And if he can prevent that from occurring marriage, he he has succeeded in your mind. Thus, that stronghold of I will never 
getting married the stronghold of my marriage will never get better then you have divorce and you have a lot of people out there single that don't get married and men I have not forgotten about you there is a stronghold of she's not good enough because the problem is it's not her that's not good enough in your mind you should you seriously somehow believe the lie the enemy is telling you you're not good enough. Someone told you that somewhere down the line for years. And because you don't think you're good enough for the best, you make the woman feels like she's not good enough or the situation is not good enough. Either way, it's the enemy. A stronghold is we have believed a lie that becomes very consumed in our mind. Now, <clears throat> I would like for you to first believe that we have the mind of Christ because it's very difficult. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to be able to get out of a stronghold without that process of thinking. And you're going to have to repeat that in your mind and in your heart to even know that it's true. So you're going to have to verbalize it as much as you can if you really want to get out of your stronghold. How badly do you want that marriage to work? How badly do you want to get married? How badly do you want your job situation to change? How badly do you want your finances to change? How badly do you want your life to change? Whatever it is, fill in the blank. How badly do you want these things to change? That's the first thing you've got to ask yourself. Now, I'm going to tell you also that in the process of thinking how badly you want them to change, sometimes you're going to have to have an outside person uh, to help you identify what the lie is that you're believing because it could be a deeply seated lie from your childhood uh, where you felt like you've been inadequate, where you've maybe you've grown up poor and poverty and you have a poverty mind frame of I'm afraid I'm going to always be that way or something's going on somewhere inside of you that the enemy is gravitating to. And he's saying, OK, this is the root of the problem. Well, I'm saying that's the root of the problem, not the enemy, because he's not going to point it out. But anyway, you <laughs> you uh, get the point. So let's start with identifying the lie that you're believing in. Uh, that is one of the things that, you know, um, once again, we talk about an outside person. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring your resource in your life to help you identify that because that's going to be um, a major thing of identifying. And also, once again, let me stress, the enemy does not want you to identify this because he knows that once you identify it, you're going to be able to apply the next steps, which I'm getting ready to talk about, that will help you get rid of it out of your life. So number two is be thankful. Um, I, I wish I could say that, that was number one because this is this whole process. You've got to be thankful. What I'm hearing and what I'm feeling and what I've experienced is that when we are engulfed in the stronghold, we are thankful for nothing. We're not even thankful for the food that we're eating while we're discussing the stronghold. We're not thankful for the seat that we're sitting in. We're not thankful for the health that we're in while we're talking about. It. We're thankful for nothing. It is so engulfing. It is so miserable that we cannot be thankful for. So in other, in other words, for you to actually break the atmosphere within your mind, you've got to be intentional about being thankful. That's one of the reasons why when you go to church, they're singing these praise and worship songs, because they know that that helps to clear the atmosphere. Okay. Also with myself, when I'm thinking about being thankful, um, I go back to the story of Paul and Silas when they were in prison. Uh, you know, the story when they were in prison, they actually started singing thankful and rejoicing to God. And that's when the prison doors broke open. 
Nothing happened until they were actually thankful, even though they were actually in prison. So this is very applicable when we're talking about bondage and strongholds. The next thing is declare that you want to be free. Declare that I am going to be free, for example, of depression. I am going to be free of whatever that's holding me back or hindering my life from going to where I need it to go. I want to be free of that. And you can claim it and believe it in the, in the mind of, in the name of Jesus. You know, I want you to um, know that it takes a special effort to do this. Um, if it was easy it will not be a problem in our world today because we hear so much negativity. Matter of fact, I was just on the, listening to the news regarding um, a court case and um, the court case had so many victims of um, a man that was being accused of sexual assault. Well, these people were very hurt and they were very, very, very much so victimized. But the truth is they need healing, they need deliverance and they need forgiveness so you have to declare that you want to be free of this because even if that person died, which he will, sure enough, he will die. You still got to be free of it yourself in your mind. So people that have done things to you, they're going to die. They may already be dead. But if you're still engulfed by what happened to you and you still feel in the misery of it, you're still feeling the, the, the hands of sexual assaulting touching you then the enemy has you engulfed in a stronghold. And that's when it becomes a problem for you. Because the first thing people say is, well, you know, I was the one that was a victim. Why do I have to? The truth is you have to be intentional about getting negative and bad things, bad spirits off of your life. If not, they come back with seven more friends, which are demons, and they break your life into something that you do not want and you can no longer control. This is why it's so important to get this off of you. The next thing is whatever that action is that you want to release in your life, bind it and release it. Once again, in the name of Jesus, I bind and release anything that's hindering my marriage from progress. In the name of Jesus, I bind and release any emotions, any um, thoughts of um, hurt that have occurred to me in the past. Uh, anything the enemy is trying to push in my direction to hinder my progress. I bind and release it in the name of Jesus. So you can make a list of whatever those things are and say, I release it in the name of Jesus. Do you know why we say in the name of Jesus, by the way, because I keep saying this, um, people keep saying, probably are thinking, why are you saying that? You know, like, do you have to say that? Well, remember we have the mind of Christ. I keep going back to first Corinthians, second chapter 16 verse. So when we say in the name of Jesus, we are acknowledging that we have the mind of Christ and you are taking authority. You have authority over whatever it is that is harming you. You have authority of that stronghold and that bondage and say no more. You have authority of the enemy in the name of Jesus. You place the enemy at your footsteps in the name of Jesus. Your enemies will bow down to you because you have taken authority in the name of Jesus. So that's really important. The next thing is be thankful for everything now. So you, this may be a little bit easier at this point. It might be a little easier to give thanks because now that you've understood what I need to break off and I have broken it off, I have claimed it and I believe it and I have bonded it in the name of Jesus. It is no longer an issue in my life. I am thankful. Now at that very moment, at that very moment, the enemy is going to tell you, you can't see it. So why would you believe it? Why are you thankful? It hasn't happened yet. You don't know it. 
That's exactly what he's going to say. And that's when you rebuke him. I rebuke every thought that comes in my direction that I am not released from your, your bondage in the name of Jesus. You've got to keep doing this. I mean, you've got to really, really want this. I will tell you that I have done this about 20 times a day. That's how free I am. That's how serious I am about time to break free. It is time to break free. You can solve so many problems in your life. So many problems. If you just use these steps in this method and break it off. (sighs) You know, the last thing I'm going to tell you is that every story you see of Jesus in the Bible, you see Jesus showing up to perform the most the best miracles in the world, giving sight to the blind, um, healing the brokenhearted, raising the dead. And one of the things that Jesus came to this earth for was to set the captives free, free of anything that's keeping them from being everything that God wants us to be. We no longer have to live in bondage. We don't have to be slaves to our own negative thoughts. Because those thoughts, once again, I attribute them right back to the enemy. We don't have to be in agreement with the enemy that our lives were not meant for anything. We don't have to be in agreement with the enemy when we deal with sexisms or racisms or any kind of negative thought people have about us. Any smirks, laughter, giggles, anything the enemy has rejoicing at our demise, you know, at our problems, we don't have to be captive to that because we have broken all that off in the name of Jesus. So I am hoping that that really helps you. And you have to know that God is not going to tell you that your situation is hopeless. He's not going to tell you that it will never get better. That's always the enemy. He's not going to get you to believe your life was meant to be awful. It was just not meant to be, or he was not, he got his, you know, I hear people say things like, this is going to kill me. I've heard dead people now say those things. That's how serious I am about it. It's so important. It's so important to know that whatever it is is telling you something bad or not good or doesn't feel good to know that it is the enemy. And then even when it's not the enemy, you've agreed with it. So then you just start saying it. It's not God. It's never God. God is peace, joy, comfort, love, grace, mercy, forgiveness. He loves us unconditionally. Period. In the discussion. We have to be intentional about feeling that knowing that, saying that, and creating all these steps that we have listed here. So that's time for me. And um, I just want to say that as a spiritual life coach, one of the things that I am very passionate about and love to do is inner healing sessions. And that is when we help identify the lies that the enemy is um, telling you. And we go through about a one to two hour session on what these lies are. And we focus on the truths and we help you deal with the truth. That's exactly what I do. And, um, 
that along with things such as I love to speak and talk to people and encourage them. I'm also an author. Um, I've also, I just started in the world of entertainment a couple of years ago, which I'm very proud about. So I do love to act. And um, there are some things coming up that you will see me in as well. So uh, feel free to reach out to me, love, L-O-V-E at Cardelia, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A dot com. I love your feedback and your comments. My podcast is podcast.cardelia.com. And um, let's see, you can look at me on YouTube where I am also um, recording shows and interviews with people uh, discussing stories of redemption. We talk about, we go through interviews and it's a spiritual led interview where the Holy Spirit leads me through questions to ask them about their lives. Um, you will see me on YouTube and live on, um, let's see, Meet and Greet, Facebook, and Periscope uh, this weekend at a red carpet premiere of uh, Deceptive Hearts this Sunday at 5 p.m. So uh, thank you for joining. And that is this Sunday, January 28th, just in case, um, depending on when you actually listen to this. So thank you. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Um, I do look for you in the future, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.